a reminder that this is all about people. People make it all work. It's next on Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, how are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz for the 15th of February. All-Star Weekend is upon us. We'll talk about that and how people make all of this work and mention them and shout them out and give them a little love and remember that aspect of things after I had a super interesting last night. Drip, drip, drip. The plan with the rookies, Ochai Abaji and Walker Kessler as we move forward. The Memphis Grizzlies, are they the model for us? And look at the Jazz schedule. Is playing like a really realistic possibility after the trades? We're touching on all those things on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. As I mentioned, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. And this is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen each and every day. Thanks so much. So I'm struck today, and I'll, I'll give a backstory on it. Uh, last night, Jazz Assistant General Manager Dave Fisdale was super generous and took uh, the communications staff, so broadcast and media relations out, uh, and, and Will Hardy did as well for dinner last night. And I got um, – I sat at the end of the table with Dave Fisdale and with Dr. Ron Kimmins. Uh, for those you don't know, Fizz's backstory. Uh, Fizz was the head coach of longtime assistant Miami uh, with the LeBron teams, head coach in New York, head coach in Memphis. He grew up as a mixed race black white kid in the middle of inner city LA, um, in the midst of kind of the the gang violence of the eighties. Uh, Doctor Kimmins is this incredible. Um, sports psychologist who works with our players. He grew up in Detroit, has gotten his PhD, uh, th- and lives in Oakland through uh, through some schools there and is uh, really interesting. They had both been to the Civil Rights Museum uh, the day of the day up. They all went to the Civil Rights. And I, I think there was a rawness and an openness to that experience and then a rawness and sharing of their lives last night and experiences and then thoughts on the world and Michigan State and homelessness. It was just an incredible night. Like we ran from food deserts to homelessness to gun control to mass shootings to power structure to the burden of the weight, I think was the word they used of being a black man in America, to all of these different incredible topics. And hopefully I listened enough because I was only so fortunate to be there in that conversation and to learn. And maybe this is having not been on the road a lot. We we had this really kind of strange schedule where we didn't play road games for 30 days. Maybe this is because we have this mammoth event coming to our city that is so great. But the amount of people that are involved, that are real, that are giving their lives every day in different manners and getting paid for it like I'm not this is um to create what we watch every night as Utah Jazz basketball to create this incredible weekend upon us 
that is All Star Weekend is 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 where I am today. Like, and so sometimes I can come there. Hopefully, there's a truth. Hopefully, you feel every day a truthfulness and authenticness to what I bring you with this show. Um, you know, I I know there was some talk last week on the show of like, well, how can I ever trust you and believe you? You work for the team and. You know, it's disappointing that, like, after 12 years of doing this, that, like, there's not a feeling that there's a sincerity and authenticity um, to to what I bring you. But I get it. Like, if, you know, the world's been tainted to believe everyone's a cynic, um, and that's fine. And, uh, but I do think that hopefully you feel an authenticity to what I bring you each day. And that's, you know, honestly being back on the road and watching. And it can be as simple as watching kind of a hysterical scene yesterday. The weather here wasn't very good. It was super cold and uh, windy and rainy. And uh, Frank Barnett, our, one of our medical team guys, who is just incredible, PhD, work, you know, super bright, um, works with our players to make sure that they're healthy and, and doing well um, and has a pretty darn good track record with that. Um, you know, working with Colin Sexton in the pool at the hotel yesterday on like a rainy, windy day, like – it was great to see Collins come in, but you could watch them walking in, like, and in him, you know, and Barnett being like, "All right, we got to, we got to do this." Like, I just there's so many people that are a part of the little things with the team, and then there's this weekend we have upon us. And Sarah Todd wrote a re- really neat story taking us back to Don Sterling and Steve Starks, who uh, I, I would call good friends of mine. Don, particularly, has been very monumental to me in the growth of Locked On as an advisor. And as someone I've trusted and talked to multiple times and to this wonderful woman, Carrie Holt Larson, who has been basically running this from a jazz standpoint and the amount of time and effort and and human capital that is being put in to create this weekend that that goes in every day to create this team and our experience as fans to be able to root for this and watch this. It's just amazing. And they're real humans like, you know, I'm. I don't know how heavy I want to get here, but like the flaw in our society right now is that we have somehow created tears inside of our humanity where people believe they're superior to others for whatever reason and then don't treat the next tier below them as though they're human. There's a lack of empathy and understanding and there's a lack of concern um, and we're going to get worse. Like I am very... I'm not very optimistic about where we're heading in regards to some of these issues and what our kids are going to grow up into, I think will be further siloed, less empathetic, um, though this generation does seem to have more empathy than we did. Um, So that's your positive. So, but I do think, I don't know, sorry, that's a little bit of an aside, but there's just human capital that's going on here that is just kind of awesome. And it's a great reminder and it's uplifting to me, honestly, as much as that was a downer. So I wanted to just shout it out today. Um, I was certainly moved by my conversation last night and just feel super fortunate to be in that setting, to be able to listen and to learn and and to have people who I call friends who share these things with me. And then on the second tier of things, I would say, is just the amount of work that, you know, even people that are on our, our security guy or Ashley Reinhardt, who's in charge of our um, kind of travel schedule, core player coordination, kind of incredible job. You know, the minute they get home tomorrow, they're up at a 7 a.m. event for All-Star to make the same things happen. Um, and, and the NBA takes us over, but the amount of, of effort and time and work and stress 
and for all of us to be able to have this All-Star Weekend that's being put in right now is just awesome. So I wanted to just take a second to lead today's show. It's not probably what you expect. You'd rather have me talk Drip, 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 and Ochai Abaji and Walker Kessler, and I'll do that next. And you'd probably rather have me look at the Jazz schedule coming up to look at whether or not um, we actually have a chance to make the play, in which I was kind of surprised when I looked at it. was like, oh, we actually really do. And then you probably would rather have me talk a little bit about how the Memphis Grizzlies model of building their franchise might be a model for us. I got it. But that's not where I was right now. So I apologize. I try to do the show for you every day, but sometimes the show comes off that I need to share with you where I am. And maybe it's being back on the road. Maybe it's being moved by last night. Maybe it's watching this entire organization for two years get ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow, All-Star Weekend is here tomorrow and being just really moved by all of those things, by being back on the road and being moved by the amount of effort that gets put in by a lot of different people to make the Utah Jazz go, to be moved by the human capital and human people that I'm around every day, and to be moved by the two years. And then really, Sarah Todd's article kind of reminded me, the five years, back to Don Sterling and Steve Starks and Gail Miller's phone call to Adam Silver and to Carrie Larson Holt running this thing and to all the various incredible amounts of people. Um, Travis Henderson, our producer-director, is not on the road with us because he's getting ready for All-Star because he's coordinating all of the international broadcasts. Um, it's, there is just so many people putting on so much work. So go enjoy and take in All-Star. And, yeah, maybe it's going to be a pain that you have to park at 4500 South and take tracks in because there's too much traffic. Do it. Be a part of it. Take it in. Feel it. Go down there. Don't have to have a ticket. Just go down. Feel the energy. Feel the juice. See the work the city has put in to host the world. I, I, I might be wrong, but my guess is that the biggest events that you can have in this country are Super Bowl, either of the two conventions for political parties, and the All-Stars number four. It's one of the four biggest events you can have come to your city. Go take advantage of it. Bring it in. Enjoy it. And love it this weekend. It's just the amount of... So, and I guess to wrap this tip of the hat to all my friends out there or people that aren't my friends that are human capital that people have put in to make this weekend possible to us and make this whole season possible to us. Thank you very, very much. On behalf of all of us, thank you very much. And now for us, let's go love it and enjoy every second of it in Salt Lake City this weekend. We'll get back to basketball and do that today's show uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Prize Picks. An opportunity for you to get in on some of the fun and enjoyment of all of it with Prize Picks with the promo code Locked On. Get you a hundred percent deposit match. Promo code Locked On. That's right. Prize Picks is your answer for fun daily fantasy sports. It's easy. It's enjoyable. It's got everything you can imagine. You pick two to six players. You score more or less than prize picks projections. You can win up to 25 times your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. Entries made in 60 seconds or less. Safe and fast and easy withdrawal. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users. You can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. If you don't forget, if you don't, forget to enter, uh, and, and not if you don't, don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN to sign up for an instant deposit match of $100. 
Today's show is also brought to you by my friends over at Intercap Lending. They do fabulous work. Brock Worthen, Steve Carter, and the crew there have built a lending company that serves their customers. And one of the most favorite things I have is being able to send someone over to Steve Carter did it th- today or did it this week. Someone just emailed me and quickly said, hey, can you set me up? And immediately Steve's back with him and I know they're working and there's simply nobody getting better attention than when you're working with our own personal loan officer, Steve Carter. There is still the program Free Fi going on right now. So make sure you take advantage of Free Fi. The market's a little funky right now. Things are a little different. Uh, interest rates are different. And so you're probably, if you do a mortgage now, you're going to want to refi. Well, that's where FreeFi comes in. This program is anyone who wants to buy a home using intercap lending from now until March of 2023 will have the ability when interest rates dip back down to take advantage of a refinance. They'll waive all lender fees for the refinance. So what that means is Intercap covers all processing, all underwriting fees. They do want to make sure, because they're just straightforward people, that the client will have escrow, taxes, and insurance, and little fees that are part of the refine that the Intercap does not control. We really like uh, help clients. So if you're looking, you're on the fence, you're not sure, am I buying right now, am I not buying, this is the answer. And then your refi is valid until March of 2025. So it gives you up over two years to do the refis. Give Steve Carter a call at 385-885-28. That's 385-885-28. 8528. Or just email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. And I'll just set you up with Steve right away. Make sure you get the locked on jazz corporate discount. NMLS number 1178666. It is Intercap Lending. Steve Carter, our own personal loan officer, there to take care of you. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. For your second listen, it's Locked On Sports Today. They cover the Eagles' loss of coaches. Luca and Kyrie coming together, as well as uh, the Arizona Cardinals' new head coaching staff. Just listened to it on my walk to a pretty good coffee shop here in uh, Memphis. So I've had caffeine. Can you tell? Uh, all right. What is the next step for Ochai Abaji and Walker Kessler? Uh, we've seen both of them take an increased role. It's clear, like we're closing games with Ochai Abaji now as our lead defender. And we've seen Walker move into the starting lineup. And we've seen, frankly, kind of what you'd experience out of a rookie. It's super hard to win with rookies in this league. Very few times do you get better with rookies. Um, the Athletic did a whole article, like, who rookie of the year is. And, like, kind of everyone let off with, like, well, I don't really believe rookies are good. Like, And I think there's actually some validity to that. Um, you know, like, Walker was our best plus minus player by a million miles up until the time he's starting in the last 16 games when he started, he still played very well, but now his plus minus is minus 1.5, right? Prior to that, he's our plus minus dynamo. And what we've watched being done with Walker Kessler, the analogy I've used is that through the first 40 games of the year, Will Hardy kind of put Walker Kessler in the deep end of the pool, but he had floaties on. And anytime he kind of got out of sorts, he just brought him back out of the pool, maybe walked him to the shallow end, preserved him and then right about game 41 of the season it was time and the jazz or his i think maybe walker's 41st game of the season probably about 40 game 44 we put him in the deep end without floaties and he is both sunk and swum like last game he was not particularly effective he played 19 minutes previous game against new york he was 
okay, but he made a lot of mistakes late. Might have actually cost me. He might be super tired and overwhelmed, and that's part of this process. And so what we're watching right now is kind of a drip, drip, drip. That was the obvious drip, drip, drip with Walker, and now the process is, okay, what's it like to be ready every night? What's it like to play three games in four nights? What's it like to have back-to-backs and not have prep? What's it like to go up against a stretch like Jaron Jackson tonight unlike if Steven Adams were playing. And how are you adjusting to each? What's it like when you have to be up on the pick and roll versus being back on the pick and roll? These are all the things. And then where are the areas you're going to have to improve? When When is it that you're jump, jumping after a jump ball? When is it you're not? Like Those are the things that I think are really the obvious moments here uh, with Walker Kessler. And Will Hardy used the phrase that we're going to kind of just give these guys drip, 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 and give them... These little tiny tidbits. Walker's pretty much in the deep end now. He is walking through every scouting report. We'll go through shoot around today. He'll have to deal with Jaron Jackson in the shoot in the scouting report. He'll have to figure out how he's dealing with John Morant tonight. That's not the same thing as Tyus Jones and Santi Aldama, right? Like he's dealing with Jaron Jackson and John Morant tonight. Two guys that are going to be in Salt Lake and they're going to play on Sunday. And Walker's going to play on Saturday, or Walker's going to play on Friday. Um, like that's. That's a big difference, and he was dealing with Santi Aldama and Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, best backup point guard in the NBA, is really, really good. I'm not criticizing Tyus Jones. It's not John Morant, though. Tyus Jones is super good, but he's not playing on Sunday. And so that's what we're watching with Walker, and I think, you know, one thing that has not happened is, like, our defense was wildly better with Walker on the floor, um, And I went and wondered, like, okay, well, if we suddenly start Walker, can we get our team to be a top 15-ranked defensive team in the league? I I don't know if you remember. We did a a segment about that at the time. Well, if you kind of look at us since, say, January, you know, 6th or so, when Walker kind of started about game 41, when Walker started, and look at where we are defensively, we're not much better, actually. Um, We're... I think in that time period, we're now ranked 27th defensively. Well, that's kind of what we're ranked for the season. So, you know, we haven't seen that massive defensive uptick. Walker's numbers are still super good individually because he impacts plays, but there's also plenty where he's not being impacted. Okay, so drip, 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 figure it out. Like, this is why, you know, and, and by the way, those aren't criticisms. Those are realities because that's what you expect. For Ochai, the same thing is true. Like, the other night we saw out of a timeout, the Jazz ran a handoff to a shot for Ochai. That's a drip. That's a new step. Right now, his corner three is amazing. Catch and shoot, corner three, Ochai Abaji is over 50%. Can he get his legs underneath him and get comfortable with the above the break three? Like, that's going to be the next one. It's got He's made a few recently, um, but he's not great right now on the above the break three. Ochai Abaji for the season is 52% on the corner three. He's 21% on the above the break three. Okay, that's the next step. Can he shoot off the move? Can he make a play with the ball in his hands? Or maybe more importantly, does he turn it over and does he learn from how he turns it over? Drip, drip, drip. Tyrese Halliburton at the end of the game. Jalen Brunson at the end of a game on this road trip. I think he had Fred Van Vliet at the end of the game on this road trip. So you're seeing... um, him suddenly get the assignment on the toughest, most difficult defensive player that you can possibly have. Try to handle him. Learn from it. Create, start your book. uh, Start your little understanding. I remember watching Royce O'Neal year one versus year two 
do kind of become when he, as the go-to defensive guy becoming way better and Quinn Snyder saying to me like of course because this is actually no different than being a go-to guy offensively where you learn how to do this you get better you add skills um, along the way and and you improve at it and you understand like what it means and, and how to deal with it when the defensive guy like Dylan Brooks is on you when you suddenly have Dylan Brooks guarding you for the third time or fourth time, you oh, he's over-aggressive, I can take advantage of these things. Same way you do as a defensive player. So we're seeing the drip, drip, drip of Ochai here for the rest of the way. Does he suddenly start? Does he suddenly play 30? I'm not, you know, if somebody gets hurt, maybe. I'm not sure that that's an advantageous thing for him. I think it's advantageous for him right now to play second-tier guys and close the final minutes against the top guys. Um, we've seen... On Walker, like, it's a big difference to start in this league than it is to come off the bench, and it suddenly has an impact. You know, one thing I'd like to see on Ochai is that Ochai Abaji has gone eight games without taking a free throw. Now, he doesn't play with the ball in his hands a great deal, but can he figure out how to use that strength in a manner so that he doesn't go 145 minutes without taking a free throw? Like, that's too long. Like, you're on the floor. You've got to be making an impact. You've got to be making some plays. Like, Ochai over... The last 12 games and about 230 minutes has taken two free throws. Okay, drip, drip, drip. Like, be aggressive. Go to the basket. Find ways to make plays. Can you play off the bounce? You know, if he's really just a catch-and-shoot wing, then, okay, then I guess he's Reggie Bullock, and that's who he is, and that might be fine. But can he be Norman Powell? instead of Reggie Bullock. And Norman Powell's making some plays off the bounce. That's a much better player. That would be that would be a better step for us. And those are the little things you're watching. Memphis has done really interesting things building their team and have an incredible model. So let's talk about that as we continue, plus a quick look at our schedule. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, I, I, I can do product placement. I was on the Lakers show the other day. I did product placement. Here's a little product placement for you with Built Bar. Boom! Right there for you. Uh, I have These are leftover from Christmas. I have my candy cane brownie puffs carrying me through this road trip. I super appreciate Built Bar. They are kind of the perfect, oh, I don't have enough time to grab this, so I will grab my delicious treat, uh, Built Bar. They're kind of the perfect, oh, I don't want to have dessert tonight and get all fat and gross. So I will, um, at least for me, that's what make how I feel when I get bloated on the road. I don't mean that. For other people, but that's personally for me. So I go to Built Bar and have that. Instead, I get 17 grams of protein. I get 150 calories. I get 8 grams of sugar in my candy cane. There's less in other ones. And it's an absolutely fabulous little snack to have. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can grab in and grab the 13-bar box uh, with brownie batter and churro. If you're near a Walmart, you can go get a 4-bar box of cookies and cream or coconut puffs. Or you can go to Built.com, use the promo code Locked On or Locked15 or Locked On15. We keep changing it. and So play around and see what you get. You should get 15% off with that promo code. That was really good by me, wasn't it? Not so much, David. Uh, so go check it all out at Built. It is the absolutely fabulous Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Today's show is also brought to you by Murdoch Chevy, located out in Woods Cross and in Linden. The truck lineup over at Chevy is incredible. There's nothing like a Chevy truck. The Silverado and the Colorado and right now 2.99% for five years and no payments for 90 days when you drive home the Colorado truck. 
The SUV lineup is great. The new 2024 Adventure uh, Trailblazer is out with some awesome colors. Looks totally rocking. There's also the Trailblazer, the Traverse, the Equinox, and the Trax, along with the Utah, Co Utah County Assault Vehicles, the Tahoe, and the Suburban. Somebody asked me why I say that. It's because I actually have a super close friends who live in Lehigh who drive their Tahoe around, and so I always think of them whenever I do that read, and so that's why I do it, and I don't know if they listen and hear it, but... Um, it's a fun golfing family who I'm super close with, and so I think of them every time I do that. That's why I say it's the Utah County Assault Vehicle, because they live in Lehigh, and that's their assault vehicle when their kids come and assault my kids on the golf course and beat them every weekend. Uh, there, a little backstory on why I say that. It's all over at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Lynn. If you're heading over there, feel free to email me first at DLock09. For your second listen, and maybe your listens all throughout the All-Star break, Locked On NBA Big Board, Rafael Barlow will be at the All-Star game. He's the lead host of it, along with Leif Talene and Richard Stamen and Sam Ferris. It's Locked On NBA Big Board. It's your NBA draft show for you. All right. Um, I want to look at Memphis for a quick second as we kind of go into this rebuild. Pretty interesting, right? So they've got three pieces, and they acquired the three pieces kind of as you would anticipate, probably in a manner that we will. The 22. 18, number four pick of the draft, Jaron Jackson. And they nailed the pick. Tyus Jones went five. They're super glad that they have him. And then the next year, they get the number two pick in the draft, and they get John Morant, and they nailed it. And there are their two primary pieces. And then they hit a grand slam with a 20th in the 2020 draft with the 30th pick in Desmond Bain. That could be our Walker Kessler, by the way. Like, our Walker Kessler late first-round draft pick turns out to be a major piece of your puzzle um, pick. And then they've just done super interesting things that, and, you know, there's a little bit of a debate about whether they actually have enough to win it. They have the best differential. They are not good against above 500 teams. They do not have a good half-court offense. They lead me to believe that they're not totally ready to go win the West yet. Um, but that differential is real and is telling that they have that kind of aspect of things. Um but if you kind of go look at what they've done, they have hit on a bunch of draft picks that may, I mean, they really have hit at an incredible draft rate. So, and then they found pieces. So they held on to Dylan Brooks, who's been kind of the long-term stalwart of the organization. He's actually been with them for five years. It just feels like 100. And then listen to some of the, and then they grabbed Tyus Jones as a backup to John Morant from Minnesota and he has been great. And then they paid him, which I think was really interesting um, because – and they signed him as a free agent in 2019 before – I think before drafting Morant or uh, – because I think Morant was 2020 draft, if I have that right. So – and they and he's been kind of the perfect addition. And then I, they re-signed him. They didn't get they, – they, they're willing to overpay for that. Then listen to some of their, like, mid-range draft picks. This is where – Grabbing these extra assets by Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge give you shots. Santi Aldama, 30th pick of the 2021 draft. Aldama is in his second year. He's a seven-footer who you've probably never heard of. He's out of Spain. He played at Loyola, Maryland. Maryland. He's shooting 37% from three this year, playing 22 minutes a night. He's probably a rotation player in the playoffs. Um, it's actually our old pick um, that we then traded out of the draft to go get Jared Butler and drop into the and drop and get second round picks and Memphis took a hold of it and had a player they wanted and grabbed him at 30. Brandon Clark, who I, I give 
I give Memphis's front office credit. I think they play like with the Will Hardy superpower game. Will Hardy talks about you got to talk about how a player superpower and what does they do great and look about it and look at it. Brandon Clark, twenty first pick of the draft. There's all sorts of reasons to not believe in Brandon Clark. Six eight, too small, no outside shooting game, crazy efficient player. Now in his fourth years, average double figures every year. Really wildly successful rotation player at 20 minutes a night. He'll play a bunch tonight. Does fabulous things for you. That was a great pick. Um, they traded on draft day uh, for Darius Baisley for the 21st pick because they literally had a guy they wanted. John Conchar. John Conchar is out of Purdue, Fort Wayne, and they grabbed him as a free agent. He's giving them 20 minutes a night. They just nailed it on the fringes all the time. Xavier Williams was kind of their shot. We'll see whether they hit on this one. They tenth pick of the draft shot, like thirty-four percent. Stanford was not very good. He is not really plugged in. I think the way they want him to yet, but he's a six-eight athlete that they're willing to develop. And we'll see. And now they're starting this kind of next tier, where they're starting to find okay, this is our team with Bain, Jackson, and Morant. What do we need to do? We re-signed Tyus Jones. He's an important piece to our puzzle. They went and grabbed Luke Kennard, kind of surprisingly. In the at the trade deadline, we need another shooter, and this guy's available, and he matches to what we want. We're not a good half court offensive team, and you're watching them put these little pieces together. They have just nailed on multiple mid level draft picks, and that's what Justin Zanuck, Dave Fisdale, Bart Taylor, Marquise Newman, uh, Danny Ainge are going to have to do. They can't afford to miss on these kind of picks. And that's why getting all of these draft picks and these other assets are important. They give you both swings at a player where the draft capital right now is, hey, if you want to go get a marquee player, it's going to cost you four first-round draft picks, and we have plenty of those. On the other end, I think the um, it gets to an interesting aspect of you also just get enough shots that hopefully you hit. All right, to wrap it up today, um, and we probably could do more extensive on this later in the week, can the Jazz really make the play-in? Like, I think we all decided that was not a possibility. Then they stunned us and won two or three on this trip. Tonight will be tough. Memphis is kind of funky. Um, they won 11 in a row. Now they think they've lost 12 and 15. But when we come back from the break, and we'll obviously look at this a lot more next week, and I, I think I'll have intermittent shows here. I've got people in town and things going on. I need a break. I don't need a break, actually. I feel really good. Um, we've been home for so long. But it's interesting. Our first five games are against the Thunder and the Spurs. We come back out. We play the Thunder three times and the Spurs twice. If we can go grab four out of five of those, beat the Spurs both times at home, and get one of the road games in Oklahoma City and win the home game, now that's not going to be easy. Oklahoma City is really good. That's really, really important. Then we go on the road and have at Dallas, which will be brutal, at Orlando, who's super good, at Charlotte. And here's where our schedule gets a little interesting. We play San Antonio twice, Charlotte, San Antonio again, so we have four games against teams that are, I, I would say, tanking at this point. If we go grab those four in our remaining 19 games, math is easier if it was 20, can you go in the five, can you go six and 10 in the other 16? That includes tonight. So if we, if you know you're going to beat the Spurs all three times, and maybe you can't do that, and you're going to beat the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte, can the Jazz win six of ten 
the rest of the way. What gets even more interesting about that is we close the season with the Lakers, who at that point may be out of it, frankly. The night before, we played Denver, who may have already clinched the number one seed. We have a huge game with the Thunder on April 6th at home. We have the Lakers on April 4th. Like, if the Lakers do not click in here really soon, there's a real chance that Anthony Davis or LeBron James has shut down by the time we play the Lakers twice in April. We wrap up a long road trip in Brooklyn. Okay, we're not sure where they are. I think they're kind of similar to us. They'll play hard and they'll be tough to handle. Um, And we have a few games that are, like, brutal. Like, I don't think we're getting Boston. If Phoenix is at full strength, that's going to be tough. We got Milwaukee, we got another Boston, and we got at Miami at the end of the road trip. So we have five that are probably going the other way on us. We got four or five that are going the right way on us. The 10 in the middle. Can the Jazz go 5-5 and on those middle games and suddenly go 10-10 and to close this season and win 39? Uh, Something's off on my math there. Um... Oh, it's after tonight. We have sixty, we have twenty games left. So actually, that's the, the math is right. So if we, you know, we'll see what we finish tonight. But can we then go ten and ten the rest of the way and win thirty nine games? That gets us into the play. If you go to five thirty eight, and those projection systems, I'm not always sure. I think that they understand exactly where every team is. But what's really important about those projection systems is go look and see where the eleventh team's win total is. And what that'll tell you on their projection is how many wins you have to have to make the play-in. So in the Western Conference right now, they're actually projecting 41 wins to make the play-in. So that would get us one short. Basketball Reference is projecting 41 to get us short. So we'd have to be better than 10 and 10. That'd be tough. That The 10th spot in the West according to 538, has 40. And the Jazz and Lakers all nodded up playing for it on the final night of the season. Pretty awesome. So it's interesting to see with the schedule and where it sits. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. I will probably bring you a show tomorrow morning if I can, depending on our arrival tomorrow. Uh, And then we'll see what I do Friday maybe. And then I'd say Tuesday, Wednesday is unlikely. I'm going to be out of town. Uh, Enjoy All-Star Break. I'll be back with you for some of it. Talk to you soon.